Live from your grave. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. On this episode of Hit the Deck, we chat about what we've been up to over the last month. I was really impressed that you had at least one of the Bella twins in your uh, cabaret. That what? was that was pretty cool. Plus, rink a dink dink, baby. I love yeah. LA. Or at least Randy Newman loves LA. I've never actually been. And he's back. <laughs> Gritty. Coming up right now. And theme. And the home of the If I remember how to do this, welcome to episode 117 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers still. And after all this time, it remains hockey in sneakers. And we're back, baby. We're, we're, we're not dead. We're still here. <laughs> That's a relief. Yeah. I missed you. Uh, likewise, James. Likewise, how have you been? It's uh, it's been a while. I think. What did we just say? Uh, five weeks. We we were talking off air. Yeah, something I think like the that. Last, yeah, the, I think the last update was October twelfth or thereabouts. So it's yeah, been, been been a long time. All right, couple of holidays in between and whatnot. So. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, it's it's been been a while. How have you been, James? I'm glad to say I'm still alive, but we'll just leave it at that. How about yourself? Uh, I am also still alive, and so far as I know, I mean, I guess this could all be just some kind of nightmarish purgatory scenario where, you know, I, or the sixth sense where I don't actually know that I've passed on. But as near as I can tell, I am still among the land of the living. Good, because we need you down here yeah. on Earth. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> How have you spent the last month or so? I actually wrote some notes because it's been such a long time. Okay. But, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, and before we do the um, starting lineup and stuff like that, but in all seriousness, uh, someone very important to me and my family has been battling breast cancer, but very happy to say that she is winning and kicking its butt. So that's good. Uh, any prayers are appreciated out there, mm. um, which happens to coincide with a complete coincidence that November being Hockey Fights Cancer Month. Mm. So that's going on, too, in uh, November. Um, my laptop died, mm. but thanks to my brother, he got me a unbelievable new Mac, of course, in honor of the American Rhino. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, so basically I went from the Defiant, my old Mac, which unfortunately went down in battle, to now the Enterprise. So this thing is way over my head. I have no right to have it, but thank you, bro, for that. You know, and, I had just sorry to interrupt. I sure. had forgotten this until I rewatched the whole of Deep Space Nine. But a few episodes before the end of the series, the Defiant, the original Defiant actually got exploded and they got a new replacement Defiant, which they renamed the Defiant. So 
I mean, I'm not suggesting that, you know, you can't call your new laptop the Enterprise. I'm just saying there is precedent for replacing a Defiant with a new Defiant. Excellent point. And I did think of that, as a matter of fact. The reason why it's the Enterprise is that this is a much, much better machine than mm -hmm. the previous one. And I love the Defiant. I was very happy with it. And the fact that it has the cloaking device is phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, my brother just went a little bit crazy. And now I have the D, which I don't deserve. So anyway. <laughs> no, no, that you... is low hanging fruit. And I'm going to let it pass. Keep going. OK, thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for going easy on me since mm -hmm. I'm so badly out of practice. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, speaking of uh, what, what has happened in the last few weeks, Halloween came and went. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was very sick. I actually lost my voice twice, so we probably would have had to cancel a couple of podcasts in between. Then. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but uh, it seems to be back now, and hopefully I'll be okay. This is actually, and, for, for you, the listener, this is actually as informative to me as it is to you, because James and I really have hardly spoken at all in the last month and change. So I'm I'm actually genuinely curious as to what he's been up to. Yeah, and, and of course, the American Rhino, if you weren't listening, if you didn't listen to 116, he will tell us what he's been up to yeah. and the great stuff that he was doing in between. And I'm going to wrap this up too quick mm -hmm. because I am rambling. Very happy that uh, Jacob deGrom won the Cy Young Award. Very, yeah, very Jake. deserved of that. And I'm shocked that the writers actually had the brains to give it to him because he earned it so well. Excellent. Yeah, as uh, Gary and I were talking off air, we tweeted to the great D. Snyder of Twisted Sister because we love their Christmas album so much. And he responded, which was really awesome. So that was thanks to my brother as well. And thank you, American Rhino, because mm -hmm. you were the one where we actually heard the album. And then, uh, yeah, the, we got the uh, NHL's been going well with a couple of hot teams, including the Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres have been on a 10-game winning streak at the uh, recording of this podcast. And our good friends at the Raleigh Street Hockey League and uh, Charlotte, they are uh, doing pretty well, too. Hopefully we will have Kevin Frost on in a future podcast in, in the interim. And uh, that's about it. So from now, please, American Rhino, after I board everybody to tears, get this podcast back up and going. All right. Well, you know what? Before before I launch into what I've been doing, we before we went on hiatus, we were trying to get started uh, with the starting lineup fairly early in the show. And I know it's been like five minutes or more at this point but but let's let's jump into the starting lineup now for old time's sake just you know for anyone who may not realize who they're they're listening to right now so uh for tonight's starting lineup in goal once again i am number 35 your american rhino gary mccomiskey and of course my stalwart companion on defense number four i'm james sejazi yeah 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 indeed you are and uh so I, James, as, as you kind of intimated, have been quite busy in the intervening weeks. As you may recall, if you listened to episode 116, the reason why we had to put Hit the Deck on the hiatus is because I was directing a show for my alma mater, the theater group at my alma mater, which was St. John's University, and the, the group in question is the Chapel Players. And every year, they have a charity show. It's like a musical... Uh, it, it's basically a musical show that um, theater, musical theater show for charity to benefit St. John's Bread and Life, which is a charity that provides food for basically less fortunate people in the New York area. So uh, and they feed they feed, you know, people, individuals, families 
and it's really important work that they do, especially this time of year. So this year was the 20th, and I have a long history with that group. I was involved with the first 10, and this year I was asked to come back and direct uh, slash write the 20th. So I did that, and it took a month of my time, and I mean that quite literally, because I was pretty much rehearsing at work or sleeping. Those were the three things that I was doing for pretty much a month straight. I, I, I can count on one hand the number of days off that I actually had during that month, and I have fingers left over. So yeah, that took up the, the vast majority of my time, which made it really impossible to record a podcast. And I, I do apologize for that, but I don't know how much money we raised because I was not privy to that information, but we had uh, we had pretty decent crowds, at least on the nights when it wasn't snowing, and it wound up being a really good show. And uh, not to toot my own horn, because it's it's not my horn that deserves to be tooted, but the <laughs> kids that, that put on this show did really a fantastic job. I call them kids. They're college students. The students that put on these, this show did a fantastic job, and I am going to, when, when on the link to... The show goes up on YouTube eventually, which which I have no doubt it will because it was filmed. I am going to kind of shout that out just to promote it just because it was such a good show. But um, for now, that's what I've been up to. Yeah, really. Well, I'll I'll toot your horn for you because you're so humble. But it really was an excellent show. And I was really impressed that you had at least one of the Bella twins in your uh, cabaret. That what? was That was pretty cool. There was a girl, there was a dancer who, to me, looked like one of the Bella Twins. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, You are referring to Aria. I actually had that same thought during the course of the rehearsal. For for a couple of weeks, I was trying to figure out who she reminded me of, and then it clicked. (laughs) It must be great to be a director. Mm. That's fun. Uh, And and also, too, uh, and apologies, I don't know these kids' names. And yeah, to, to me, they're kids because I got them by 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, really fantastic cast. The, the, the music was fantastic. It, it flowed so well. The singing was excellent. The acting and the jokes. It was really, really fantastic. Um, the actor who played the doctor and uh, who did that joke about being double cast, I thought has an excellent radio voice, by the way. So yeah. I don't know if uh, you should. Yeah, he, really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I think you should be doing a podcast with him. But that's whole other story. It was really great. So it, it'll be worth your while. The, the, I don't know how you thought it all out, but it really worked so well. It took 10 years, James. That script it, was 10 years in the making. It was phenomenal. And, and Don did a great job and, and really such a good sport and all that. So it flowed so well. The music, the songs, everything was, was really stupendous. So congratulations. It was worth it. And you did a fantastic job as well as the crew that uh, worked with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was it was more uh, on them than on me. But but I guess I will accept your praise on their behalf since they are not here. (laughs) But um, since we are kind of talking about the intervening month and that is, you know, something that we will be discussing more in the podcast proper. Why don't we just get started and jump right into it? Yeah, that's that's how we do this, right? I think so. I I think so, too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) All right. Well, In the interest of getting things back on the rails, James, would you be so kind as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? I'll try. Thank you, sir. Like we never left, Cecil B. DeMack is back, but he still hasn't managed to shake me off his coattail, so I'm back too. Straight out of Long Beach, the LA Kings continue their fine work of promoting hockey through their incredible ball hockey program. 
On November 19th, the Kings cut the ribbon on a brand new deck hockey rink in LA. And this month in Gritty. At the request of superfan Sue, the American Rhino fills us in on the antics of the NHL's favorite big orange nightmare. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Yeah, so uh, it's it's been a month. Yeah, uh, so as we were saying, and we filled everybody in what we were up to, and we'd love to hear what you guys were up to, too. Including, Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, Columbus Deck Hockey Association, Charlotte Street Hockey, Raleigh Street Hockey League, all our good friends. The LIQ. Uh, I haven't played deck hockey in Lord knows how long, so... How's the LIQ been, American Rhino? I know that you had your hands full with the cabaret and everything. Yeah, it's funny you should ask. Actually, I have no idea how the LIQ is. Well, <laughs> I have I have some idea because I saw Rob over Thanksgiving and and uh, and chatted with him a little bit. But honestly, I only played hockey once. I think the weekend after auditions, when I had a spare day. I haven't played hockey in over a month. Like I I don't know. We did. Like the, I was able to get back out with the LIQ this past weekend, but uh, interestingly enough, that was the weekend that they opted to play soccer, <laughs> which I had never played before and turned into a muddy mess. And uh, I, I am confident that my strengths lie uh, in hockey. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not giving up my, <laughs> my uh, pads and my mask in favor of soccer anytime soon. Were you at least the goalie? I was the keeper, yes, for for okay. parts. It was really, it was like three on three, and it was, like I said, a muddy mess. We kind of, and it was also a blowout for the other team, because apparently choosing teams is is, is not a handicap for me that is restricted to hockey. I, I'm also <laughs> quite bad at it in soccer as well. But um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was in that position for parts of what we played, but... Uh, we kind of both teams tended to rotate out a bit. So got okay. the full experience. Nice. Yeah. But speaking of Thanksgiving, how was mm -hmm. your Thanksgiving? Um, it was very busy. We, as we do every year, we went from my parents for breakfast to my wife's family for antipast. And this <laughs> was my parents year for dinner. So we went back to my parents for dinner and then back to her family for dessert. So it is, uh, it is quite a full day for us. And uh, I was just telling my wife not long, I guess Monday when, uh, or, or Tuesday, one of these days, uh, I was saying, I, I can't believe, you know, it was a four day weekend for me. I, and, and it was, I was doing something every day. Like I, I hardly had any time to rest. I can't believe how quickly it went and how full it was, but you know, by and large, it was good. How was yours? Same thing here. Uh, I didn't have the day off uh, Friday, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yep, yep, yep. But the day itself, even though it went by like a blink of an eye, was wonderful. It was it was very cold, but thank God everybody was nice and cozy inside at my parents' house, and the whole family was there. So that that was a terrific time. And mm -hmm. uh, of course, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but um, a certain uh, parade was on and. Mm -hmm. and I didn't, I hardly watched any of it, yeah. but it was on in the background. And I do have to say that the broadcast, I don't know, the, 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 the people hosting it sounded really dead and like they couldn't be bothered. It sounded like they were reading off of teleprompters and were really like, don't bother me. I'm watching a parade type attitude. But uh, Hoda looked like she was being held at gunpoint. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know what she was doing out there. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I wasn't really watching. I was, I was listening mostly, you mm -hmm. know, radio guy. But uh, anyway, 
other than that, when the superstar showed up at the end, please, American Rhino, let us know about that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, or maybe you don't know if you're a new listener, but I am a giant child. And so every year when Santa Claus comes to Herald Square at the end of the parade, I kind of freak out because for me, that is the official beginning of the Christmas season, which is my favorite part of the year. And uh, I, I do not allow myself to enjoy any kind of Christmas celebrations prior to that moment. So for me, it is a momentous occasion. And I, I jump around and yell, it's Santa, it's Santa, Santa Claus. Hi, Santa Claus. Yay, Santa. You know, some variation thereon, like a toddler. And, um, you know, I, I, I just I really get into it. So that was a very exciting moment for me. Did you happen to catch your favorite hockey player, too? Mr. Mike Richter was at the parade. I missed it, and I'm very upset about that. I heard he was there. Uh, I don't remember if I caught a glimpse of him. I think I may have. I do remember seeing some older athletes, and I may have said, hey, that's Mike Richter. I I knew he was going to be there because I know you pointed it out to me prior. Uh, Oh, no, you didn't point it out to me directly. I think you tweeted about it. Or yes. uh, or something. But yeah, I mean, I was aware of him, but I don't remember if I specifically noticed him. I think I did, but I can't say for sure, which is kind of not helpful at all for the purposes of our conversation here. But that that's, you know, my memory's not good. And uh, I was, I don't know, I had, there were distractions. So fair enough. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving is to be with family and enjoy mm-hmm. people and not stare at the TV set all day, believe it or not. If people are able to do that, but okay, that's cool. But it's just, it's, I was really happy to hear that of all the representatives, it was number 35 mm-hmm. that was uh, there for, um, because they were promoting, I'm assuming the uh, Ranger flyer game the day after, which has been a new tradition for, uh, the NHL mm. for their Thanksgiving weekend, which is really cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, one other thing that I actually did during the time that we have been apart. And uh, I had mentioned earlier that I really had only a a very small handful of free days during that time that we were off uh, and I was rehearsing cabaret. There was one particular day that I made time, and that's because a good friend of of mine and and friend of yours, James, not so much a friend of the podcast per se, but but a, a, a close personal friend, Rick came into some tickets for a very special um, event uh, slash meet and greet. So I got to meet, uh, and by meet, I mean shake hands with and take a picture with a a certain Starfleet engineer who is very near and dear to this podcast. Yes, that's right. I I did, in fact, get to meet LeVar Burton, but you don't have to take my word for it. Because if you check our Instagram feed, uh, I've I've posted the picture that I took with him. That was a thrill and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the American Rhino just sends me a, a, a text, and attached is a picture of him with Lavar Burton, and I, I, two of my all-time favorite people in the entire world <laughs> together, which just blew my mind. But uh, did you get to speak to him at least, or? Very, very briefly. Like it was it was really kind of a a cattle call where they were pushing us through as fast as possible. I shook his hand and I basically I I sounded like a gibbering idiot. I basically just kept saying some variation on thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Like, I think at some point he thought I wanted a hug. So he kind of went in for a hug, but it was a little awkward. But whatever I was it was, you know, it was a treat. 
and uh, I was wearing my hit the deck shirt, uh, my my hit the deck TNG themed shirt in the picture. So you know, it's uh, it's it's endorsed. <laughs> um, yeah, the ba- real quick, the the way this whole thing came together is he is apparently so. The way he's told it is that since reading Rainbow, like basically people of our generation, James and my generation, have been coming up to him and basically asking him to read them stories because, you know, people of our generation are, you know, hardwired to uh, respond to that. You know, it's 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 in our DNA growing up on reading Rainbow. So uh, he decided to start a podcast wherein he reads every podcast. He reads a short piece of like adult fiction, not adult like not, you know, like erotic fiction, just just a, a fiction written for adults. So he decided to do a short uh, like tour wherein he would go from city to city and he would live read a short piece of fiction. And so uh, this was one such instance in your stomping grounds of Brooklyn. And um, so this, uh, yeah. So Rick, Rick said, Hey, can you make yourself available on such and such day? I said, I think so. I was able to fortunately. And, and I got to shake hands with LeVar Burton. That is a thrill Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. But mm-hmm. you, you did a lot better than I think I would. Uh, if I wouldn't even have been able to have gotten the thank you out, mm-hmm. I'd be uh, so in awe because exactly right. As we've said in podcast back past two is um, I, we love Mr. Rogers and, mm-hmm. and LeVar Burton. But to me, LeVar, he was my guy. I always felt like he was my friend and, sure. and buddy. And Mr. Rogers was just, he's, he was, he's a saint on, on the earth. He went directly to heaven when he passed away. But LeVar was, to me, I thought it was a little cooler and uh, more relatable in that aspect because Mr. Rogers is just so perfect and wonderful and, and amazing. But uh, LeVar was, he, he didn't talk down to you, not that, that, that Mr. Rogers ever did, but it was always exactly right. As, as the American Rhino said, we were, we're hardwired and he was just so genuine about it and, and it's so important to him. And then when he was in Star Trek, the next generation, that was just like, how could somebody get even cooler mm-hmm. was, and he managed to do it. So, mm-hmm. Wow, that that is that is an amazing thrill. I'm so happy you were able to uh, meet him and shake his hand and, and let him know how we all feel. Yeah, I'm sorry you couldn't have been there with us, James. That's for the best. Uh, I, I, they probably would have thrown us all out because get that stupid bumbling moron out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worf would show up and probably uh, disintegrate me with a phaser. <laughs> oh, that would have, would have been awesome if Michael Dorn had shown up. <laughs> Besides, you know, based on Worf's track record, you know, he, he wasn't that great at getting rid of threats, unfortunately. <laughs> As security chief, he uh, he had some issues with that. Again, Deep Space Nine, they definitely redeemed. Yeah, Mr. yeah, I know. I, I credit that to, to bad writing because at least they could have had Worf off the bridge at times. And exactly. Instead of letting him get kicked around by Borg or whoever. Well, I mean, look, this is we've again, once again, gone way, <laughs> yeah. way far afield of the podcast. But just to finish kind of this topic, I mean, the the from a writing standpoint, the idea was if the alien could take out Worf, then they must be a real threat because Worf, you know, doesn't mess around. But unfortunately, when you play that card in so many episodes, it really starts to water down what Worf is perceived as being capable of. Yeah, well, I never fell for that. I, I'd have Worf in my corner any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But, 
So yeah, you're right. Let's let's start talking about deck hockey now. Hockey? What? 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 Actually, before we start talking about deck hockey, and this is just a mini rant. No, no, no. This is hockey related, just not specifically deck hockey. Sure. Um, I have the Rangers game on, and once again, they fell prey to that stupid intent to blow the whistle, disallowed goal nonsense. Yeah. And I like, I don't know if this happens in, in much in deck hockey, but I'm, you know, I'm willing to use it as a, you know, kind of a, 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 a bridge to talk about it, to gripe about it here. But like, I don't, I think that rule is so stupid. I uh, seriously just because in sports you are conditioned to play to the whistle right that's what you do you play to the whistle you don't play to the referee's intent to blow the whistle like even if the referee lost sight of it and decided I'm going to blow the whistle that like the whistle hadn't sounded yet and and it crossed it obviously crossed the goalie didn't know that the referee was about to you know, because that's that's the idea, right? The the whistle blows, so the play is dead. But until that whistle blows, actually blows, the play is not yet dead. And if it slid in because the referee lost sight of it, that's on the referee for being in poor position, not on you know the the goalie for like it. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's stupid, and I wish they would get rid of it. That's all. That's my my little soapbox rant there, for for uh, for old times' sake. Yeah, well, you just spoke for every hockey fan on the planet. So well said, American Rhino. Yeah, I'm sure it's nothing that a hundred other people haven't said a million times. But like, I just, it just got to me watching that. Like, it's so stupid. But uh, yeah, so we have other deck hockey specific things to talk about, correct? Yeah, and we have to go all the way over to L.A. to talk about it. Well, not really, but I love got- L.A. Or at least Randy Newman loves L.A. I've never actually been. I have coworkers in L.A. I don't know if they love it. I guess that's not really relevant. That's that's not strictly speaking germane to the conversation. So uh, I apologize for wasting everybody's time. <laughs> well, there's a reason to love L.A. even if you haven't been there. Is that they uh, the Kings really do a fantastic <laughs> they do a fantastic job of promoting the sport and particularly the sport of deck hockey. <laughs> and uh, the, the Kings have we've talked about on podcast pasts how they have a great program specifically for ball hockey called the LA Kings ball hockey program, I guess. But Very uh, original. We, yeah, I'm probably not getting that right, but we have the, the link and, and we'll definitely put it up on our uh, whereabouts on uh, our social media, but they have been doing a fantastic job for a few years now. And uh, over the week going into Thanksgiving on uh, the 19th, they opened up a brand new deck hockey rink in Southern LA. Awesome. Look, yeah. I mean, this is this is a topic that or this is the kind of topic we talk about a lot here on the podcast. But look, I'm always in favor of opening new deck hockey rinks and, and growing the sport as somebody who plays deck hockey on a handball court. Like the idea of a new deck hockey rink gets me salivating like one of Pavlov's dogs. You and me both, brother. <laughs> and after the official ribbon cutting the kings had some players on hand and uh, they led children through a clinic where they taught them ball hockey skills such as shooting stick handling passing and so on and so forth so it was a great time everybody had fun Mm -hmm. and uh again just a brand new deck hockey specific arena i agree that just that sounds so exciting and something that we hope 
will be in our near future at least something closer to uh, our backyard instead of going all the way out to Long Island or the city or wherever else. Awesome. I don't I don't have much to contribute. I'm sorry. No, that, that's fine. Again, we'll have a link up for the, the Kings ball hockey program and stuff like that. And you can see for yourself. But uh, it's, it's really, especially if you're in a climate like Los Angeles, unfortunately, some of California, thank God the fires are done now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like all of California was going to burn off the map. But at least in L.A., things were OK. When the sun is out majority of the time, that's really good for deck hockey, as uh, Gary and I will attest to that as we're heading into the late fall, winter months that Mother Nature can be pretty nasty when it comes to snow and wind and cold and rain and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually rained a lot here lately. We've gotten record rainfall the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's, it's, you know, it's it's kind of a problem. (laughs) But... uh, Hopefully that doesn't transition too quickly to snow, uh, which deprives us of our sweet, sweet hockey time. But, uh, you know, I guess we are at the mercy of Mother Nature. Right. But there not only were Kings there, L.A. Kings, Mm -hmm. but their team mascot, Bailey, was there, too. It's Bailey! There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Now we're ready to go. Did they also have the uh, wacky waving uh, arm inflatable Bailey buddies? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't that that Bailey. It was. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's too bad. Not WWE superstar Bailey. No, no. Oh, that's too bad. I agree. They still could have had the uh, the wacky arm flailing inflatable buddy things They, they they. You know, those are popular choices to celebrate and, you know, opening new things. I don't know. I I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon that somehow the WWE has that uh, trademarked or something. I mean, you know, you see them at like used car lots and stuff. It's true. You're you're right. They spring for a deck hockey. Uh, What is Bailey? The mascot, not the wrestler. I think he's uh, a lion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which would make sense because the mm-hmm. king of the jungle, the LA king, so mm-hmm. uh, sure. a lion. But uh, there was no sign of a certain other team mascot mm. that we all know. I wouldn't say and love, but <laughs> I think he was busy playing in the snow and getting thrown out of an arena and being in a place where he shouldn't have, where people were tying the knot. So I don't know. Ah, you're talking about... You're you're talking about the Flyers mascot. You're segueing into our our newest segment here on Hit the Deck this week in gritty. This month in gritty. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, honestly, I didn't have a lot of time for Gritty's hijinks, and and there were a lot more than we're prepared to talk about right here. And if we we do not mention one of your favorites, then please, by all means, let us know on Facebook or email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com and, and we'll, you know, be happy to discuss the the sensation that is gritty. I know one of our listeners, Rob, as it were, is actually opposed to this segment because <laughs> he loves gritty. He, he uh, does? Yes, he's, he's, he, he goes hard on the gritty train. But, you know, that's it's our podcast there, Ravi. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to we're going to talk about, you know, anyway. So what 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 did Gritty do? What what did this month have in store for Gritty? And yeah, this is more for super fans, Sue. 
So no offense to uh, to Robbie, but I'm I'm really surprised. I would have lost that bet. I mean, a diehard Ranger fan as Rob is, yeah. that that's that's amazing. Wow. Wow. There is hope for peace yet. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder, your American Rhino. No, no, I, was, I hear Gritty crashed a wedding. Is that yes? Is that true? Yes, he did. And speaking of favorite moments and stuff like that, that a lot of fans have posted on YouTube and things some highlights of Gritty's antics. And you could actually see when he gets thrown out of his home arena for acting like a wacko. He's throwing things on the ice. He, somehow he got into the penalty box, it looked like. But, hang, hang, and, hang on, hang on, hang on. One one thing at a time. I want to I wanna dissect this wedding thing first. Sorry. Was So... Well, how how exactly did this go down? Is this like a a situation where the 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 minister or or priest says if anyone has any reason why this couple should not be wed, speak now or forever hold your peace? And then gritty just kind of comes out and starts gyrating a up you know grinding on the bride or something. Well, at least the flyers had enough common sense to make sure that it was after. The nuptials and, and the, um, I don't know if they got married in a church or whatever mm-hmm. the case was. But yeah, uh, Gritty showed up at the uh, the reception mm-hmm. and started dancing with the bride. So I, I don't know if you, uh, hopefully he was respectful, not grinding or anything like that. I mean, this is Gritty, so don't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully they were at least Flyers fans, so maybe it was all in good fun. But uh, he just popped up. Reporters were there. Everybody was supposedly in shock when he showed up because he's, He's over seven feet. I think he's like seven feet tall or something. So he's a pretty imposing figure. <laughs> I mean, if reporters were there, I don't think too many people were in shock. Maybe not. Like, you know, it's not it's not like the press just frequents local wedding receptions. I'm sure somebody gave them a heads up. Yeah, that's true. But uh, there is footage of Gritty dancing with the bride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will put a link to that as well. And, you know, uh, that's just another reason why I'm not going to get married because I don't want Gritty showing up. Uh, How's that for an excuse? That That is a new one, I have to admit. <laughs> okay, well, sure, to each their own, I suppose. Sure. Although I understand you not wanting to take the chance of having Gritty twerking at your wedding. I can see how that would, you know, definitely ruin the mood. I would, however have to get married if Mr. and Mrs. Met were to show up, then then I have no excuse. Mrs. Met is a shameless hussy. We've been over this. I'm sorry. I don't want her anywhere near my wedding. I mean, my wedding was quite a few years ago, so I guess that's a moot point. But I don't want her anywhere near your wedding. Well, I shouldn't be making those decisions on your behalf. Never mind. Never mind. But yeah, to... to, to... Your wedding was fantastic, and, and it was so much fun and enjoyable, and I was very happy that there was no Gritty at that time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, Gritty was not the only large orange-haired presence that disrupted my wedding, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Oh, that was a top-shelf, beautiful shot. Yeah, Bold. but nobody, nobody's going to get the reference except for the people who were there. There you go. And tell your friends to listen to the podcast too, please. So, um, uh, all but, right, just just yeah. so as not to leave you hanging, a a red haired friend of of ours, James and mine, got quite inebriated, and at the end of the wedding, when some of my family was trying to say goodnight, he decided that they would just need to wait until he he finished speaking his piece. the The exact quote, I believe, was "Hang on, I'm drunk." <laughs> At least he was honest. Yeah. What's Gritty's excuse? 
I was going to say, hang on, I'm Gritty, but Gritty doesn't speak, thankfully. So uh, I don't know. Maybe he would just stare (laughs) with those wild eyes and uh, burn a hole through your soul. I don't don't know. I I can't imagine a drunk Gritty. I, I, I mean, I guess there's no evidence that he's ever actually sober. We don't know what his baseline is, but, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so more of his hijinks. And again, because we were off for a while, he did quite a few things. But uh, another thing, as we were saying before, that he was escorted out of the arena, his home arena, by the way, where the Flyers play. And he was really out of hand. He has a habit of attacking people. Yeah. Which is, is definitely not a good PR idea, especially when people are on ice. So he shoots people with 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 the the shirt cannons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This particular instance, when leading up, I think it was the same time that he was led out of the arena. There were in in one of the intermissions, they had fans come on the ice dressed in those big puffy sumo wrestler outfits, mm-hmm. and they were having a sumo wrestling match on the ice at center ice. So I guess in sumo fashion, trying to push the other guy out of the uh, the face-off circle. Yeah, that was my read as well. Yeah, so out of nowhere, Gritty comes flying out, and he not he, he does a, a flying... He, he, he literally throws him. It would have been a game misconduct. He, he, if, you are, they, if you are a wrestling fan, and, I mean, for your sake, I hope so, with all the references that we drop on this podcast, but uh, if you are a wrestling fan, then you might recognize what he delivered to these two people dressed up in sumo costumes as a double-flying clothesline. Thank you. Perfectly explained. And that's literal. The American Rhino is not exaggerating. That's what happened. And and just kind of tackled both of them to the ice. And then uh, after, I, presumably after they had bu- both gotten up and finished whatever contest they were doing, one of them, I guess, was walking away. And Gritty gives them like a swift kick to the pants for seemingly no reason. Like, this is just assault. This is just assault. I don't like... I get that Gritty has a reputation of being kind of a wacky, unpredictable, whatever he's supposed to be. But, like, you're actually potentially injuring your fans. Why are you doing this? Even Flyers fans don't deserve this. Well, I mean, really, this is your own club. What are you doing? Yeah, that's definitely not a good way to endure yourself to the league either. If you're going to pull out on opposing fans, you know, that's not a good idea. Yeah, and, and as James mentioned, he somehow found himself in the penalty box at some point. I can't imagine why. And he started, like, throwing garbage on the ice while it looked like a, a team of children were, were having, a, like, I assume, an intermission scrimmage. That's right. It's exactly right. They were, they, yeah, they did the peewee thing. So that just made it even worse. That- so just to recap, A, he tackles and kicks fans, adult fans, that basically can't defend themselves and certainly can't brace themselves. And uh, uh, B, he throws garbage on the ice while children are skating up and down who could easily like slip on it and crack their heads open. That That is a role model, Gritty. I like, I, and, and then, James, as, as you alluded to, he got escorted out of the building <laughs> by security. I don't know how much of it is a put-on, but seriously, when security is escorting your own mascot out of your own building, you probably want to take a look at that. A- assess what you're doing. 
And, uh, and, and as you also, I believe, mentioned earlier, James, one last thing that Gritty did in, uh, in the intervening month is uh, he experienced his first snowfall. And I have to admit, watching the video, there, there was a sense of childlike wonder and awe to Gritty as he was experiencing the snowfall. You know, um, it almost makes you want to put aside the fact that he's a baby munching, you know, demonic sociopath and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and just kind of appreciate the childlike whimsy that he displayed there. Almost. And, you know, then, then you remember that he randomly attacks people who root for his own team. And, yes. uh, and, and, you know, that kind of goes away a little bit. So um, that was uh, that was this month in gritty. This month in gritty. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Oh, thank you, pops. So that that's gonna do it for us again here on Hit the Deck. Uh, I guess we were a little bit rusty, but hopefully it was still a podcast worth listening to. And I believe we'll be back in the saddle here for the duration. James and I were just earlier discussing before we went on air what our Christmas scrimmage is going to be this year. So you're not going to want to miss that. So stay tuned. We are in the holiday season. So if you, speaking of Christmas scrimmages, one of my personal favorites, one of my personal highlights for this podcast was the Christmas scrimmage that we recorded two years ago about Christmas music that gets us psyched up for hockey and, and you know, just Christmas music in general, that's always worth a listen. So maybe go back and check that out. That's from December of 2016. And uh, and we look forward to December of 2018 and beyond delivering that great hockey pod experience that you have come to know and, let's say, tolerate. So uh, all that being said, we would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast, Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music, the LIQ for sound effects, you, of course, for listening to this podcast. I would personally like to thank James for his patience in uh, the, the hiatus that we had to put the podcast on. I appreciate that you were willing to put this aside because I had to put it aside and I appreciate all the work that you've done to get us back here in the saddle once more. And uh, I, dear listener, I would encourage you, if you have not already done so, please subscribe to this podcast on any number of platforms and on YouTube. And if you'd like to talk to us, if you'd like to respond to any of the, uh, you know, things that we've put out there on this podcast, please feel free to do so. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Of course, we are Hit The Deck on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and uh, we are Hit The Deck Pod on Twitter. So all that being said, James, is there anything that you would care to add before we go? Yes, thank you. Certainly. Looking for places to play deck? Please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, Charlotte Street Hockey and the Raleigh Street Hockey League, and of course, our own LIQ. All right. Thank you, James. So uh, we look forward to hearing from some of those places and some of those people about what the, you know, deck hockey scene is out there. And of course, we'd like to hear from you too, as well. If you are not one of those people, we want to know what your deal is for deck hockey. But all that being said, uh, I think I remember how to close out this show. Uh, I shall do so in the normal, conventional, usual manner. And that is, of course, to remind you, our, our dear, devoted listener, that, you know, whether you're, you're, you know, taking some time off to do you 
or you know whether you are enjoying a brand new hockey facility whether you are an insane orange madman who is a menace to society or whether you're just a guy sitting on his couch ranting about rules that you can't change. Regardless of what you happen to be doing, I would always urge you to remember that it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. We're not recording, right? <laughs> <laughs>